BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for today's solo episode. I'm pretty shocked that we haven't done a solo on moving in together before. I mean, we did do a solo on we. I did a solo on how sex changes when you move in together, which I'm going to not really address in this episode because that episode covers all of it. So I do think that you should go back and listen to that one. This one is just on moving in together. Why it's important, when you should do it, how you should split things, mine and my husband's specific kind of like rules and guidelines for our household that maybe and hopefully will help you. And I was overwhelmed with the amount of questions that came in on moving in together. More questions than ever before when I've asked for questions about an episode. And so it just showed me that we really need to talk about this subject. And also it showed me that you guys are like growing with me. And I feel like most of our listeners are closer to 30, closer to an age where you're living with a partner, which I would say usually is like 25 plus. So it's good to get like a gauge on, oh, there's a bug in here. Disgusting. It's good to get a gauge on kind of like how old everyone is right now because I have the Instagram statistics, but still like I I don't always know what stage of life everyone is in. So this is really, really helpful. I just want to recap a little bit. I First of all, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Erin and Sarah Foster, it was awesome. I kind of felt like I was a mute because I just wanted them to banter with each other, but it's okay because everything they said is interesting. I think it was a a good one. So if you missed it, definitely listen to it. Also reminding you that our live show is coming up in at the end of July, which is like kind of soon. And we have shows in DC, Boston, New York, and Nashville. So if you haven't gotten a ticket for that, you can go to weminateacme.com slash events. That's going to be really fun. So I hope to see you guys there. I hope to meet you in person. And what else? I just got back from Portugal. It was such an amazing trip with my in-laws who are just the sweetest people ever. And it was my first trip with my in-laws. And like trips with your in-laws are interesting because you spend all this time with them, but you don't like you, you have a different experience. I would say when you travel with them and it was really, really nice. 
we just like, you know, got to spend all this time together, which was is so amazing. And like the one thing and my mother-in-law is laughing listening to this right now that I, you know, said to them is like they, you know, my family, like we we love to travel and and my dad's actually in the travel world. But when we go places, we and obviously when we were younger, it was different. But as adults, when we go places, we are lazy as hell. Like we don't want to do shit. We don't want to do like the tour with the tour guide of like the cathedrals. Like we just kind of want to like do our own thing. And so that's like where I'm coming from, what I'm used to. And Steven's family is more like exploratory. And so they have more of like a programmed thing. It was like new for me, you know, but it was, it was cool. Like it was like, I learned a lot of history about, about Portugal that I didn't know, but it was definitely an adjustment. It was funny. I was telling my sister-in-law, like, she was like, well, what do you guys do when like you and Steven travel? Cause Steven is more like me. You know, he doesn't really like he, if it were up to him on vacation, he'd be sleeping till 2 PM and like waddling down to the beach with like a book. And she was like, you know, what do you do when you're like in, in when you were in Rome, like, did you not go see, you know, some of these sites? And I was like, well, it's not like when we were walking around and we see the like Duomo, like, or wherever, like in Florence or whatever, like we're going to, you know, close our eyes and be like, no, I I don't want to see this historical site, but we just wouldn't like seek it out. We wouldn't, you know, we kind of just like wander around our priorities are like food and reading and sleeping when we travel and everyone's so different when they travel. I'm kind of curious what your vibe is when you travel. I'm going to do a poll question on it or slide into my DMS and tell me, tell me what it's like. It's funny because I talked about this. I got served up a TikTok. That's, that was like, you know, it, it was some girl on a hike and it was like me traveling with my in-laws And it was like, I need water. I need a break. But it was really, really incredible. And we had such a fun time. And we love to play this card game that I taught my in-laws that they love. It's called 313. I wish I could teach you a card game over voice because I would and you would be obsessed with it. But I can barely teach somebody in person because I'm just not a good teacher. But I digress. I'm very excited about this episode and there's a lot to cover. So let's get right into it. Okay. The first thing we're going to talk about is how do you even know if you're ready to move in with somebody? In an ideal situation, you've lived alone. You've both lived alone before you're moving in together. And the reason that I say that is because I do feel like, and it doesn't have to be right before, like it could have just been at some point in life. The reason I say that is because no matter how much you love your partner, when you move in together, that's kind of it. Like your lives are forever. There's forever somebody on your couch. When you get home, there's forever somebody in the shower. There's forever somebody in your space. And so if you've never lived alone you could easily go down the road of I'm resenting this person now because they're in my space and it's my space and I don't like it, you know, because you might've never had that experience of living on your own, of, you know, just having your own place or having your own 
routines and things like that. But at the same time, you're like, oh, but you know, I live alone and it's, it's even harder for me because I I'm so in my routine and I'm so stuck in my ways. I don't want, you know, to move in with somebody, blah, blah, blah. Well, that might be toxic independence, which we've talked about a little bit, but I think ultimately you're ready to move in with somebody. If you want to spend all the time with them, if you want and see yourself having a future with this person, if you feel like it's stupid at this point to be paying your own rents, you know, if it makes you so excited to know that at the end of the day, you're going to come home to this person. Those are all feelings where I would say, okay, sounds like you're ready to move in. It's 2023 and women are still being told that their vaginas should taste and smell a certain way. In reality, vaginas are meant to have a scent, one that's natural and not reminiscent of your favorite fruit or pastry. That's where Love Wellness comes in. Founded by Lo Bosworth in 2016, Love Wellness is the safer, cleaner, and more effective approach to vaginal health. They create products that cleanse, balance, and moisturize the vagina on the inside and the outside. And based on their 50,000 plus five-star reviews, Love Wellness is essential intimate care. Just take their Good Girl probiotics, for example. While most probiotics contain only one strain of good bacteria, this best-selling vaginal probiotic features a whopping eight strains to support a balanced vaginal pH and healthy urinary tract. Other brands' cleansers are packed with harmful fragrances and harsh chemicals that can throw off your vagina's natural pH, leading to irritations and infections. Love Wellness's pH balancing cleanser is a gentle fragrance-free cleanser formulated with aloe vera and calendula to cleanse your vulva the natural way. Love Wellness believes caring for your vagina shouldn't be complicated. Their science-backed, doctor-developed solutions make feeling your best very simple. Visit lovewellness.com and use code ACME15 at checkout for 15% off of your first purchase. That's L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. Use code ACME15 for 15% off of your first order. Check the episode description for more information. Whether or not you live together, it's so important to start having a routine of when you, you know, go to the bathroom and what you do in the morning to make that happen. For me, it's AG1 by Athletic Greens because I take it literally every day. I was just in Portugal last week and I brought my travel packs so that I could pour them into my glass in the morning with a little bit of water and shake it up and drink it and still be able to feel regular and feel myself. It always helps me with my gut health, my increased energy, immune system support, and it just tastes pretty good. Like once you start drinking athletic greens, you can't drink anything else. AG1 is powerful because it's so easy to fit into your lifestyle. As I mentioned, I bring the travel packs with me everywhere. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. AG1 gives you increased energy and mood support, making it easier to live your best life, especially if you're traveling this summer. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements and not wanting to take like a million at once, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash acme. That's athleticgreens.com slash acme. 
I'm telling you, you got to try it. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give you major benefits. So go to athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Now, I know there might be some people listening, some skeptics who are thinking, why would I move in with somebody if there's no ring on my finger? And I've heard this so many times. I know this is also a religious thing. There are some cultures that will not, and I'm Jewish and I know like on the more orthodox side, that is one of them, like no living together before you're engaged. I disagree. And I think you'll see in this episode why it is so important to live together. Do I think living together changes your relationship almost in a way that like it does feel like you're married? Yes. But I'm also talking to the kind of person who are you guys going to get, are you guys going to marry someone that you've never had sex with? Like some people do. And that's amazing. And like, I respect that so much for me personally. And I really can only speak from me. I could never even make someone my boyfriend if I had not had sex with them before, because sexual compatibility is important to me. And so is the compatibility of living with a person. It would scare me to no end to move in with somebody post-marriage knowing I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person and I don't even know what their shit smells like. Like, I don't even know if they throw everything across the ground instead of put it in the hamper. I don't even know if they expect to be waited on like I am their, you know, handmaid. I have no idea what what they're like. And this is why moving in together is so, so important before you get married. And somebody actually asked, if you spend every night together, should you not move in as incentive for a ring? Absolutely not. Absolutely not a thing for so many reasons. First of all, you shouldn't be spending every night together before you move in together anyway, right? I think that that's the incentive to move in together is non-existent if you spend every night together. And I think that's another thing that's that's really important to note if you're thinking, am I ready to move in with this person? If you're spending every night together, I honestly am like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know that you're ready to move in with this person. If your and it goes back to like living alone, having your own space. Like if you have the perfect balance of spending some nights on your own and spending some nights with this person, then actually you're ready to move in together because you know how to be on your own. If you're spending every night with your significant other, and granted, there are couples out there, this might be you, who move in together after spending every night together and you spend every second together and you are so happy and maybe a little codependent. For me, that would never have worked. And that still isn't the case to this day. I don't spend every night with him. Do I sleep at the end of the night every night with my partner? Yes. But we don't spend every night together. I have planned some nights with friends. He has planned some nights with friends. And I feel like that can be a dangerous territory. If you, first of all, especially if you're not moving in as incentive for a ring, because that goes back to like a game playing mindset, but also because there's no incentive to do anything. If you spend every night with somebody, the whole point 
of relationships is like you have to miss each other. So no, don't do that. Another question came up. Do you do a test run before moving in together? Also no, because when you move in together, you are taking a leap. You are saying, I am going to put my faith in this, that this will work out. There is nobody who's ever moved in with someone unless it was like a college situation or just like a financial ease that has not considered a future with somebody. And that's really important to note because I've spoken to so many guys who, again, unless it was like a situation where somebody like lost their apartment and was going to business school and only had three months to live at home, you know, like there is no situation that especially a man would, but a woman too, would move in with somebody who they thought they had zero future with. Because moving in with somebody should be taken seriously. It is a serious thing. Again, it changes your relationship forever. It's not just a casual, oh, my rent is up. Oh, your rent is up. Let's just do something easy. Because when you make a decision like that, and that's the reason that you move in together, there's no way that, and maybe you'll get engaged and like, it'll be fine. But the romance of the idea of moving in together, of, you know, having a future together is totally taken away. You're basically saying this is easier. Let's save some money. And then you become roommates very quickly. And I mean, roommates and and non-romantic because you're just doing something that makes sense on paper. And we all know that we shouldn't be doing anything that makes sense on paper, especially when it comes to choosing a partner. Somebody asked, when in the relationship should you expect to be living together by? And when is it a red flag if not? This is different for everyone. And I know that's an annoying answer. But for example, one of my best friends is to this day married to her college sweetheart. When they graduated from college, they were, of course, in a relationship but they moved back to New York City and they made the very adult decision to live apart, to have roommates, to have life experience. They didn't end up being able to live on their own they because like their relationship was, you know, at that point it was like they had been together for three, four years. And so they went from living with roommates to living with each other. But that I feel makes a lot of sense. They were together for like four years before moving in together, but they had to like have their early 20s in the city with roommates, not going straight to living with each other because that in my mind and their mind would have been just too soon. Like they wouldn't have had the full experience. But if you are like, let's say Stephen and I, and you met started dating when you were 29, things can move faster because you know who you are. You have had this life experience of having roommates, of living on your own and things like that. And I also want to caveat that if you can't afford to live on your own, especially because you live in New York City, which is extremely expensive, that's okay. It's really just like you should live with someone or without someone, but just you shouldn't straight up go from like living with your parents to living with your significant other. Unless, of course, religious reasons, like I I see you. Okay. So if going back to if you meet when you're 29, 28, 
and you've been together for two years, but you're still not ready to move in together. I would say that's a little bit of a red flag. I think it's different for everyone. Some people are younger, 28 year olds, younger, 29 year olds, but two years is a long time to be in a relationship. And this third year should be spent seeing how you cohabitate. Because if you go back to three weeks, three months, three years, which I've talked about a lot, but I'll give you a refresher. You should know if you like them by three weeks, you should technically know if you love them, want to seriously date them by three months. And you should definitely know if you want to marry them by three years. Before is fine too, but bye. And so if you are together for two years and then you, let's say, live together for one year. And again, I hope you're not listening thinking, oh my God, writing this down has to be two years and it has to be one year. No, it can be less. It can be more, whatever it is. But this is just like in an ideal situation, which no situation is ideal. Let's keep in mind. You live together for that third year of your relationship and then you get engaged. Like that's usually a good indication. If you're not if you're in your 30s and you've been together for two years and you're still not ready to move in together, or if you're in, you know, if you're another age and you're not on the same page, meaning one partner is ready to move in together and the other partner is not, I've seen it work out. Don't get me wrong, but I've seen it not work out. And it's usually goes back to like, if it smells like a fish, it's probably a fish. Like something is fishy. If one partner is still really not ready to move in together. And I know that changes and I'm doing an episode with my sister coming up and I'm very, I'm going to ask her about this. I'm very curious because her husband was not ready for her to move in when she was ready. He was also not ready for her to propose when she was ready, but she, she made it happen and she made it work. I think that was because they were younger. Like they met in their, you know, 24, 25 but I also think that's because he owned his place. And when you own your place, it's harder, I think, to like let someone into it because it's like, it's your place. It's not like this place you've been renting for a year and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, going back, I think that ideally you move in together after two years. I also know a lot of people who move in together after a year, after a year and a half, after nine months, that's all fine. I think too soon would probably be six months unless you're in like your, your thirties. And it's like a, when you know, you know, situation, I think six months, three months sounds a little too soon. I had a girlfriend who moved in with a guy after three months. It was a disaster. He ended up being an actual sociopath. I know everyone calls their exes sociopaths. I'm telling you, this guy was murderous. So don't make the same mistake that she did. Honey, honey. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I just like had to do that. Um, how do you guys feel when you find a deal? Because when I find a deal when I'm shopping, especially, I feel like I made money, didn't spend money. I literally feel like I made money. I get so happy. And I remember the first time somebody ever told me about honey, I was like, no shit. You're telling me I could put this on my Chrome bar. And then every time I check out at ShopBop, it can find all of the deals for me and make sure and use every promo code and make sure that I'm getting the best deal on it. Well, that's amazing. And I have not looked back since. Every time I shop for anything, furniture, clothes, 
pizza, tech stuff, whatever it is, I make sure my honey is on and scoring the internet to make sure that I have the best deal for whatever I'm buying. If you haven't used Honey, it's a free shopping tool that scours the internet for the promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your card. So gone are the days of Googling promo code, Glam Squad, promo code this. Instead, just download Honey. Also, if you want to save on the go, Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your iPhone too. So you just activate it on Safari on your phone and you get to save on the go. And if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Acme. That's joinhoney.com slash Acme. Honey, you better get it. Trust me. Okay, well, if this isn't the most perfect time for me to be talking about Article, I don't know what is. Article is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, furniture companies. And I'm so happy they're supporting this episode because we talk about all about moving in with a partner. And when you move in with a partner, you need new furniture. And that's what we did. Steven and I got all of our office furniture, which is like the second room in our apartment, from Article. And it is the best. They also have incredible outdoor furniture. So if you live in a place where you have an outdoor space, you can make the most of it with Article. They have a curated catalog of outdoor furniture that help you do all your favorite things this summer. They also have a flexible range of style, which means you can figure out how to do more with the space that you've got. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, boho designs, all the coolest things. They have a team of designers that find the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. And their shipping is fast and affordable across the US and Canada. They won't leave you waiting around. So if you're like, oh my God, I'm listening to this episode and I want to move in with my partner tomorrow, Article will be waiting for you as soon as you get to your new destination. And their customer care team is always there when you need them to make sure that your experience is smooth and stress-free. Article is offering our listeners $50 off of their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, you just visit article.com slash Acme. And when you go to that URL, the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme for $50 off of your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, so now you've made the decision. You've taken the leap. You and your partner have decided we are ready to move in together. What do you need to discuss ahead of time? Well, let me tell you. The first thing that's very important, very, very important about moving in with a partner is finances. If for some crazy reason you and this person have yet to discuss your finances, get ready because it is finance time. When Steve and I moved in together, we were not engaged. We had been dating about a year. And I had already known what he made because he, like we talked about it very early because I had told him that like I had dated someone who refused to tell me what they made and I thought it was weird. So he, I think like told me early on because of that conversation. Anyway, I knew what he made, but I didn't know what he had in the bank. I didn't know what he had invested. I didn't know about debt. I didn't know anything like that. All I knew is that he had gone to business school and I know that people spend a lot of money in business school. 
I knew that he had had a job before his job at the startup he was at where he wasn't making as much as he was before. Whatever. I didn't know anything. And he didn't know anything about what I made, especially because I am in a unique job where I don't have, it's not a salary based job. And so we did what he does best from a finance background and made a spreadsheet. I would nominate whichever one of you is just better at math (laughs) and knows Excel. And I would make a spreadsheet. We made a spreadsheet. We put everything in there. We got financially naked, as they say. And we wrote all of the money that we had saved. We wrote all of the current income, um, any debt, things like that, credit card expenses and all that. And we figured out based on those numbers, what we were both willing to pay because we were planning to split rent and what like our, you know, our budget was. And after we did that, we started looking for apartments. I do think it's extremely important to do this together. Of course, there are always exceptions. Like when we looked for the apartment that we're in now, I was really busy. I was on tour and Steven had to look for it by himself. He had to take a tour of it on his own. And I pretty much only had to trust him based off of a video and photos. And it worked out. But unless one of you is really busy. You should go look for this place yourself. It should be fun, by the way. It should be so fun. Like when you move in with someone, and this is also so important, they should be, and I hate to be so cheesy, like I'm vomiting on myself, but they really should be your best friend. It's your best friend who you get to fuck. Like there's nothing better. And so you should be so excited during this process. You really should be. At this point, like your doubts should have gone away. You've had the hard conversations. You know, you both know that you're doing this because of the right reasons. You're doing this because you see a future together, which is so exciting. And, oh, I forgot the biggest, the biggest topic of all. Like, how did you get to this point? How did you both decide that you wanted to live together? Who brought it up first? How do you do that? Who brings it up, right? I remember I... Of course, like I know that, you know, sometimes I am not completely direct about my feelings. And you know this, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, the, the rules are, are sometimes an indication of that working on it always in therapy. But I didn't want to say like, hey, I want to live with you. Do you want to live with me? That was just not something I was comfortable saying. Like, I don't like putting myself out there that much. I don't love rejection. Being vulnerable can sometimes be hard. And so I kind of made him think it was his idea. And I have an entire episode on this. It's called how to make it, make them think it's their idea. So check it out if you haven't. But I basically was like, so like I'm thinking about renewing my lease. And again, like I wasn't trying to have this unsexy conversation that I just brought up before of like, my lease is up. Should we move into it? Like, no, but, but, and I knew that wasn't the actual reason that I wanted to take the next step and that we were going to take the next step. But that was a good way to introduce the conversation at least because someone's lease is always about to be up, right? Especially if you live in New York, if you have an apartment, if you don't have your own place. So I was kind of like, yeah, like I, you know, I could renew. I was thinking about it and I just wanted to like pulse check him in the same way that when you're dating someone and you want to see if you want to be more than just dating and you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you say something like, I'm really having a good time together. 
it's really nice getting to know you using I statements and then kind of letting them say what they're going to say back. And so I was like, you know, I'm thinking like I could, I could resign, you know, unless like you had another idea or, you know, something like this. And, and he was like, you know, I would love to live together, blah, blah, blah. But that I was lucky was an easy conversation. He now will tell me like, I knew you wanted to live together, blah, blah, blah. Luckily he was on the same page. If you are someone who owns or your partner owns, you could say something like, you know, when did you envision that somebody would move into your place? Like, did you envision selling your place and going to another kind of asking questions about what they think and what they have in mind is always good. All right. Now we're going back to, we're about to move in together. We're figuring out, looking for a place. You find a place. I, in terms of splitting rent and splitting expenses, I love splitting rent. I think it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. If you make around the same thing, it's easy, but that's not always the case. Sometimes the woman makes three times more. Sometimes the guy makes three times more. Sometimes things are just uneven. Sometimes the guy really wants this like $7,000 a month place. And the girl would be fine with like a $3,000 a month place. So going back to the spreadsheet, you need to be deciding what's best for you. And if the guy makes a ton more or the girl makes a ton more and wants to live in a nicer place, then they have to subsidize that rent. If the guy or girl makes a ton more and doesn't care where we live, then let's say you find a $3,000 place, $3,000 a month in New York, which would be unheard of and amazing, then you can split that price. So as long as one person isn't being forced to pay something out of their comfort zone, that's how splitting should work. And so what we do is we split rent, but I work from home. And this is like our our kind of one of our rules. Because I work from home, I take care of like the work from home stuff, like laundry, grocery shopping, etc. But if I ask Steven to do something, if he's like on his way home from something and I'm having a crazier day and I'm like, will you pick up this grocery? He's not going to be like, no, that's your job. Flexibility on things when you live with someone, that is crucial, crucial. So he will, of course, like pick up something if he's on his way home and I haven't had time today, whatever. But that is one of our rules. Another one of, I'll just, I'll just read our little like things that we do now living together. This was something that kind of was like unspoken, but he knew it was important to me to have a a made bed. And that's not always important to guys. It's just not point blank. And some women don't care about that, but I do. I know I need the bed to be made. I will not get into an unmade bed to sleep unless I'm like sick and it's a sick day. And even then. And so we have a rule that whoever leaves the bed last makes it. So if I have an earlier morning and he, you know, is getting out of bed at 830, but I'm already gone, he's going to make the bed. If the reverse happens, I'm going to make the bed. If I cook, I'm usually the one who cooks. He will make something every now and then like a steak, but I'm usually the one who cooks. So whoever cooks, cooks, obviously, and the other person cleans that night and does the dishes. So when I cook, he does the dishes we have a certain thing. This is like kind of cheesy, but of how we greet each other when the other person comes home. We've always just really wanted to like make our home an amazing environment for the both of us. And 
I've never been in a relationship before, by the way, not that I've ever lived with a partner before, neither has he, but I had never been in a relationship where when my partner like came home or came to my home, I was like so excited to see them. And that, yeah, I know you're like, why were you in those relationships? I don't know. With Steven, when he comes home, I'm so excited to see him. When I come home, he's so excited to see me. And what we do is we do a very cheesy dance, (laughs) not like a ballroom dance, but like a little like awkward kind of like, hooray. I don't know. I can't explain the dance. I'll I'll try to show you the dance on, on stories, but it, and we call each other Zuby. If you don't live together yet, you will end up calling each other a million different random names. It's just, it's just facts. And so we'll do the dance and be like, Zuby's home, Zuby's home. And then go up and give the other a hug. And that's just our routine. That's just what makes the other person really happy when they get home. It's what they look forward to. And it's really nice. We talked a little bit about masturbating, whether or not you live with a partner on this episode. And here's another tip. Use Dipsy. If you haven't heard of Dipsy, it's an app full of hundreds of short sexy audio stories designed by women for women. So if you move in together and you choose that place that has a bathtub, guess what you're doing in the bath? Yep. You're listening to Dipsy. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. You can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups, or you can masturbate to your own partner. Wow. Who would have thought? They have new stories every week, so you can listen to your favorite stories again and again, or you can find something new to explore. If you haven't listened to Dipsy, you really should because it is the best way to get yourself off, which is self, self-care. self And they also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read if you're into that whole literatica vibe. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up and listen with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme. That's dipsystories.com slash Acme. Check it out and let me know what you think. So you've decided to move in together. I also want to address if one person has to move into the other person's owned place, which happens all the time. Or maybe it's just like you have a great deal on rent in a city that it's hard to have a good deal on and one is just moving into the other's place. How do you do that without making it feel like you're moving into their space? How do you feel comfortable and how do you make it your own? The first and most important thing is that the two of you get a new mattress together. There is, I don't think it's that bad juju-y to move into someone else's place. I don't think it's good juju, but what's bad juju is when you're sleeping on a mattress that this person has fucked other people on. It's not for me. And like, is it fine to do for like a few weeks before the other mattress comes? Yeah. Like you're not gonna, you know, be haunted by a demon, but ideally you get your own mattress together. And now you're probably asking who's paying for this mattress. Well, that's a great question because while Steven and I split rent, we switched off items that we paid for. So for example, he paid for the couch. I paid for the table. He paid for the 
you know, dresser. I paid for this side tables. He, you know, we switched off and that's not for any reason. It's not like even really for insurance in case we break up as much as it's just annoying to have to literally split every item. And I just don't like couples who do that. Like who you see Venmoing each other for like $5 here and there. It's like, relax. Splitting rent is what we split. Everything else will sort itself out. So again, I mentioned like, I will do groceries. I will do laundry. He pays for dinner when we go out to dinner. That's our thing that works for us. Different for everybody. Some couples like to split groceries. You know, sometimes, of course, now that we're married, like I could put our groceries on our joint card, but I put them on my own because he's paying for dinner when we go out to dinner. That's a choice that I make. I don't have to make it. I could still, again, put it on our joint card, but I like to get the groceries. I like to surprise him with the groceries that I get and things like that. So yeah, so you're moving to someone else's place. Bad juju. You get your own mattress. That's amazing. What else can you do? You can make your own space there. So I'm not saying you move in and totally redecorate unless it's hideous, in which case get on that. But you move in and you make sure that there is closet space designated for you. You are also moving in and you don't need duplicates of ladles. You don't need duplicates of knives. You don't need duplicates of scissors. When we first moved in together, it was so important to put all of our kitchen shit out and see what can we get rid of? We got to get rid of half of this. So whoever's stuff is in better condition, the other person's stuff is being given away, is being taken to Goodwill, whatever it is. And so that's what we did. We made sure there were no duplicates of any of our stuff. And anyway, okay. So going back to you're moving in together, you're not moving into someone else's place. You're finding your own place and you move in. What are the biggest adjustments in the beginning? Again, we have a whole episode on how sex changes when you move in together. That's a huge adjustment, of course. You end up having less sex. It doesn't happen right away. It's not like the switch immediately. It kind of happens over time. And that's because you, you know, just listen to that episode on it. But you also have to go out of your way now to create quality time with this person. So what does that mean? It means that you're not only, you shouldn't only be spending time with this person at the end of your busy day when you have nothing left to give them and you are just like spent. You've had work, then you worked out or maybe you did in the morning, then you went to a happy hour for work, then you went to, I don't know, your friend's birthday and now you're tired as hell. That's not great energy to be bringing every single night. If Does that happen? Yes, and it's okay. But creating quality time can sometimes mean having like a Wednesday date night or, you know, every Thursday dedicated to your partner. And is this too rigid sometimes? Yes. If your friend has an amazing event that they've been so happy about and they want your support from on a Wednesday night, Wednesday date night is going to have to pause. But ideally, you have some quality time kind of baked into your schedule with your significant other. So that way you're not only seeing each other before you take your last, you know, moments before you pass out. Another adjustment in the beginning is figuring out your styles. This person is usually not an interior designer and neither are you. So going in with this attitude of like, I know what's going to look good and you don't, not the best idea. Did I personally do that in my relationship? Yes, I did. Because I saw the place that Stephen lived in 
before we moved in together. And it was like a typical, like uh, silver, almost like bachelor pad with, you know, whatever it was. It was a little bit nicer than the usual because I think his mom helped him. But I was like, we are listening to me, but I didn't want to fully out oust oust him because we were living together and I wanted to create good energy towards our life. And so when I would look up a painting or, you know, when I would go furniture shopping, I would bring him. Or when I would look up some art, I would send it to him and be like, what do you think? Always asking their opinion of things, right? Because this is their place too. And unless they're like, I don't care, you just do it. It's nice. It's nice to include them. It's also important to make sure that when you're moving in with somebody, you not only get rid of duplicate things in kitchens, but you also get rid of stupid clothes. And this is just moving in general. The best thing about moving is that you get rid of so much. You get rid of so many things that you don't wear, like things you've been holding on to since like high school and college. And you know, that's a good thing to have less space because you're moving in with somebody and you're sharing a closet or something like that. It kind of shows you what you really need to get rid of. If, if it doesn't bring you joy, if you haven't worn it in a few years, you have to be open to getting rid of it. I was open to getting rid of, rid of a lot. And so was Stephen. Okay. So now you live together. You figured out who's designing the apartment. You've done that. You figured out who paid for the furniture if you do split things furniture wise, that's fine. I guess it's just like you have to have the conversation of what happens if you move out and like, then you have to like buy them out of the thing. I don't know. It just like gives me bad vibes and you shouldn't really having, it's not like, it's not like marriage. Like you don't have to have the conversation of like, what happens if we move out? That's not a possibility. And that goes up, goes back to like, should you do a test run? Like, no, this is not the test run. This is the real deal. You're moving in with this person, assuming that you will have a future together because that is a manifestation. That is good energy. That is what we're focusing on. We're not going into this marriage or going into this living together situation thinking about, okay, what happens if we break up? And if you're already thinking about that, that is either trauma from your past or a red flag. So don't be thinking about that shit because you're taking the leap, honey. Best practices for sharing a bathroom. Nobody wants to do it, but people do it. Especially if you live in New York, we shared a bathroom for the first year that we lived together, or maybe it was like the first six months. And it was really hard. I'm not going to lie to you. What did work is having kind of different shower schedules. So Steven is a morning, honestly, and night shower, but mostly a morning shower. And I am a night shower person. So that was fine. Sorry to say, but you do kind of have to figure out the pooping schedule. Like I don't usually poop in the morning. He does usually poop in the morning. He just poops more, period. And so usually we were fine with that. Like I would poop after I ate breakfast when he was already out of the apartment and he would poop right when he woke up and whatever. And oh my God, I'm so sorry to be talking about this, but it has to be talked about. There was one instance where he was in his morning shower and I had to poop. And yes, we did the unthinkable. I went while he was in the shower. I actually didn't tell him because like we were still early, you know, it was the first six months. And 
I just like kind of pretended I was peeing and like also ran the sink water and my poops just like don't smell that much. And so he didn't really know. And then he kind of figured out and he was like, wait, are you pooping? And I was like, sorry, I, I just I had to. That will happen. It's fine. It's fine. No one is intentionally pooping while someone else is in the shower. If you got to go, you got to go. And if you hold it in, you could get stomach cancer. It's like really serious. You you better get those poops out. It's don't don't fuck your stomach up. Do what you got to do, you know? How do you masturbate? Somebody asked. For me, I, you know, obviously like your life continues when you live together unless it's COVID, of course, which thank God is over, but you're still traveling for work. One of you, um, one of you goes on a bachelorette, a guy's trip or whatever it is. And then masturbation occurs. Like (laughs) when I went on a bachelorette a few weekends ago, like I literally came back and the tissue box was empty next to our bed. And that's just facts. Like ladies, when you're, when you're gone, your man is just like on, on a, a jerk circuit and that's okay. Like when Steven's gone, I will masturbate. Like when I'm going to bed and he's still out on like a, we're at a work dinner, like I'll masturbate then. Sometimes I'll even masturbate when he's sleeping because like he had a really long day and was tired and wanted to go to bed. And I still wanted to have an orgasm. Like that's okay. And your partner should be okay with that. Like I, I remember I once had a partner who like freaked out because, because I was masturbating when he was asleep. And like, I, I understand it. If it were reverse, I guess it would be a little bit weird, but I didn't want to like wake him up. I don't know. I think in the right relationship, like that doesn't weird you out. It's like your partner and they're allowed to, you know, touch themselves. I don't know. Like it's not, unless they're like masturbating on top of your face, which is so not okay in any way. It's fine. Like they're doing their thing in their little corner. Steven's fine with that. Whenever I do it, I would be fine with that if he did it. Tips on dealing when you're both tired and stressed from a long day. I think you need to understand, and this is another reason it's so good to live together before marriage. You need to learn how to soothe your partner. And maybe sometimes this means like getting the fuck out of their way when they get home. Maybe that's the kind of partner you're with, right? Maybe it's the kind of partner that you need to give a big hug when they get home and you know, offer to squeeze their feet on the couch and get them tea or whatever. But you learn your partner and and how to deal with their tiredness and their stressfulness. And you ask those questions, you communicate, like when you get home and you're stressed and maybe even have these conversations before you move in together. Like when you get home and you're stressed, what's the best thing that like makes you feel relaxed again? Like, do you want me to like give you a glass of wine? Do you want me to put on our favorite show and, you know, kick our feet up. Would it make you happy if I cook on a night where you have a stressful day? Would it make you happy if we order from our favorite Thai place when you've had a stressful day? And then you kind of know them and you know their needs and you can anticipate them and they can anticipate yours. Tips on if you are very two, if you're two very different people. Well, then I feel like it's even more important to live together before you get married because you're two very different people and you have to see like, we're two very different people. Can we cohabitate? And how does that work? And if it doesn't work, you know, what do you need to, what do you need your partner to do because you're different to feel like this is still your home and vice versa, like have those conversations. How do you lovingly address the things that annoy you about them? 
This I've talked about before a little bit, but like, for example, when Steven and I first moved in together, I noticed that he did not know how to put his shoes away. His shoes were wherever he took them off in the apartment and there was a shoe rack. And so I, you know, at that time we were calling each other BB. I was like, BBC. And I took his shoe and I showed it to him and I said, and I took the shoe and I put it on the rack and I said, BB do this. So like, you see the shoe, you put it on the rack, you know, instead of being like, your shoes are out everywhere and they're so annoying and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like our conversation with Dan Savage, like you pay the price to ride the ride. I want to ride the ride, meaning be married to Steven. So I pay the price of him sometimes forgetting to leave his shoes out. But when I want to remind him to put his shoes away, I'll do it in a way that's like loving and kind of funny and cute. Not in a way that's like, put your fucking shoes away. If I see your shoe one more fucking time, like that is how you kind of don't nag and become mom number two, but you like gently and lovingly encourage them and show them what to do, or even just like positive reinforcement. Like when you put your shoes away, it makes me horny, makes me want to fuck you. So put your shoes away, you know, and how to make time for yourself. This is so important. So I know a lot of people have a calendar, like a whiteboard or a shared calendar on Google with their partner who they live with. We don't have that really because Stephen will just be like, do I have anything tonight? And I'll be like, no. But if you want to make time for yourself, you need to carve out that time. You should always be aware of your partner's schedule. You kind of like go through it on that Sunday before the work week. And if you want to make time for yourself, you literally put that time in your schedule, regardless of you live with someone or not, you should be doing this. Like sometimes I don't want to have plans one night. So I'll literally make a calendar invite to that says, don't make plans from like a 7 PM to 9 PM on a night. And I'll send it to myself. And that's great. And that, that way I make time for myself or I schedule plans with girlfriends. Like I have a few girls dinners this week or, you know, whatever it is, you just need to make sure that you're doing shit for yourself. Like it's not only about this person that you live with just because you move in with someone doesn't mean that you have to spend every second together. Again, it should be the opposite. Do you ever get nostalgic about living alone or living with roommates after you move in with your boyfriend? No. In fact, like I love, I loved living alone and I loved living with roommates. Don't get me wrong. But once you move in with your best friend who you also get to fuck, you're like, how did I ever have a roommate that like I wasn't fucking because like that was just torture and you really love it. Like you really love you have you laugh with your partner more than anyone else. Like if you're not laughing with them more than anyone else and you love being their roommate like and you don't love being their roommate, then end that shit. Okay. And what needs to be addressed right away before falling into unintentional patterns? I think this is just like, again, what we talked about, like, how can I comfort you? You know, who's doing what, like have your rules, you know, household rules. You can even write them and put them up on your fridge if you want to, you know, remind them, but you come up with them together and that way they don't come off naggy and and they come off fun. Thoughts on moving in together and moving to a new city together at the same time. I think that's great. I think like you end up navigating so much together. And like, if you can survive that, you can survive anything. And I think that's the bottom line here. And we'll end on this. Like if you can survive living with your partner, you know, you're ready 
to get engaged. And that's why a lot of people will live together for a year before they get engaged. And that's kind of like the marker because it's like, we did it. Like we fucking did it. We lived together for a year. I've seen them poop. I've, you know, seen them do all this gross shit. I've seen them look like hell. I've seen them be sick. I've had a fight with them. You know, we've fought more about things that aren't sexy, that aren't honeymoon like, and I still want to marry them. And that is amazing. And then like, oh, lastly, I guess I didn't really address like fighting when you live with a partner, but it's the same thing. It's like about like comfort, knowing how to comfort each other, like knowing how to, you know, give each other space. And I live in a home where like yelling is not, is not welcome. And I didn't know that at first. And I remember one of our first fights when we moved in together was me going off on him for something. And he was like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was his boundary. And, you know, like you have boundaries of things you don't want happening in your home. You communicate them and like you learn to have a fight and stay in the room. And if you haven't learned that yet, like not a good sign for your relationship, but you really learn it when you live together because you might hate this person in the moment, but you're going to bed in the same bed that night. So maybe you have a rule, never go to bed angry. Or maybe you have a rule, no more than an hour of space after a fight because I want to work this out, whatever it is. But you need to establish those two. And at the end of the day, moving in together is so fun. If you're doing it, I'm so happy for you. And I hope it goes well. And I hope some of these tips were helpful. And I hope that you're not afraid to poop or fart in front of your significant other. Oh, that was another thing. Like we made the name, we called farting paging and pooping taking a call so that it was like less disgusting and like less unsexy call it whatever you want but make it your own i'm sorry we ended on the poop note i hope you enjoyed the solo and i'll see you next week note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.